0: And welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connet. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. We are most of the way through December. Connor, I have yet to receive your Christmas present.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm actually up your way just after New Year's, so I'll bring it then when we meet up in person. How does that sound?
0: Legend. I think I'm busy that week.
1: No! (laughs) (laughs) Are you actually? Oh yeah, yeah, I'd love to meet you in person. Yeah! Yeah, no, genuinely, I'm up uh, from the second till the fifth. Actually, I'm I'm up your way on the fourth, which is when we will be recording an episode. Do you want to do a live episode recording? Yeah,
0: could do. I mean, we'd have to figure out audio, but yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that. I oh, mean, I, if
1: if if we're gonna make it happen, I'll actually bring a whole bunch of equipment to make it happen. It, that, okay, that sounds really good. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I I I'd love to.
0: Yeah, I would love to do it in person because obviously we've only ever done it digitally, and like doing it in person, I just feel like. I don't know when you do something in person with somebody rather than digitally. It's like you don't get those awkward pauses where it's like, "Are they going to speak now? Do I need to just keep speaking?" Because in person, you like you see them like leaning forward or you know whatever mannerisms they might have to kind of go, "Yeah, I want to get in on this conversation." Um, no, yeah, let's 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 do it. Let hit me up after this, and we'll figure out dates and everything. And yeah, we'll we'll definitely sort something out. I'd be well, I'd be well down
1: for that. Sorted, right, there you go Sorry for people at home, that was literally us <laughs> making that up on the spot <laughs> that's, like, that's like the best Christmas gift
0: ever do not tell the wife though, because she won't be very happy uh, be like, uh, You well, can show what off my what my she present? got you that's,
1: that's the great Christmas gift that <laughs> I'm giving you up. Is that you get to show off what she gives you
0: <laughs> You just enter through the door and she's just like uh, who's, who's this? Because <laughs> because she never doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she doesn't know your voice, and <laughs> she's never seen you. Like because whenever I watch any like YouTuber content, it's when it's when Moll's my wife isn't around. It's when I'm you know when I'm working from home, I can watch it on the second screen, or you know when I'm prepping content or whatever it might be. So she'll have no idea who you are. <laughs> I'll just play up and be like. Sorry, how did you get into this, house? <laughs> Molly, who, call the
1: police! Who are you? Get out of here! No. <laughs> get out!
0: <Yeah>. Get out! <laughs> I absolutely love that. That was the best gift ever. You heard it here. first folks, I mean, this is the only place you'll, you'll be able to hear it. But right. Shall we move on to our first segment? Let's do it. I'm so looking forward to this one. Okay, me too. So what we thought we would do, because we've both completed the story, we've reviewed the story. So let's go into what our thoughts, hopes are for the eventual DLC. It's not been confirmed yet, has it? No, but it's almost guaranteed at this point. Surely it is. They dip their toe in the water for the first time with DLC in a mainstream Pokemon game with Sword and Shield. It was received very positively. It brought a load of extra additions to those games, which I really do think improved the overall experience of that game so i'm looking forward to seeing what they could bring to generation nine now i in terms of how this i think this discussion is going to go i think you're going to come at this from a lore perspective absolutely and i'm probably going to come from it from a gameplay perspective interesting So so i think those two combined we should be able to come up with the perfect dlc experience what do you think I
1: think we Maybe. need to clarify even further than that because, of course, the only DLC we've had for a Pokemon game previously wasn't a singular DLC. Came nope. in two parts. It did. Do we think the same's going to happen in Scarlet and Violet? Are we going to get two parts to the DLC? I, hmm.
0: It's a good point, actually, because they, they bundled them together, but you didn't get them together. You paid an upfront cost. And then you got them, was it six months, nine months apart? Oh, Something I can't even like remember. That. We got the Isle of Army and then the Crown Tundra. And I remember at the time, the Isle of Army, the, the Crown Tundra was the one that was the better received of the two. Yes. But that's not to say the Isle of Armor. There was a lot to do in the Isle of Armor. I did enjoy that. And I did love the, the additions they made. And I do like the DLCs for what they introduced in terms of you can't get all the Pokemon on one playthrough, the, the legendaries and whatnot. So the question is, do we? what is the benefit of them doing that in one upfront cost, but spreading it out across two? So for me, I think they will, mainly because A, it means that instead of having to do one big piece of DLC and working out for however months you have to do to get that done, you're almost split into two development cycles and therefore you're able to get the first part out a lot quicker, which means that more people then are, you know, what developers want is for you to keep coming back to the game. And what better way to do that than just a couple of pieces of content rather than one big piece of content. So I think they'll mirror what they did for the Sword and Shield DLC and we
1: will get two, at least two pieces, but one upfront cost. Agreed. and. I think very much in line with the themes of Scarlet and Violet. I think one of the DLCs will look to the future to expand on what Scarlet and Violet has already provided for us, much in the same way as the Isle of Armor did with... It sort of brought the wild area more to what it, was, it probably should have been. Yes. You know, Pokemon were actually... Just out in the wild. I think once Isle of Armor came out, you could have your Pokemon following you. Or was that not till... No, 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 that was right. right. That was Isle of Armor. And they brought in a load more story that was more intrinsically tied to the region itself. So you had Mustard, who was the previous champion. He also trained Leon. You got all this history and stuff like that. So it was very focused on Galar and what Galar was trying to attempt to do. Then, when you, once you reached the Crown Tundra, it was more about the past. It was more about bringing back the Regis, bringing back the Cantonian birds, bringing back, um, you know, all the legends in the Dynamax raids. It was about okay, what can we do with the history of Pokemon in this modern world? And I think that lends itself really well to Scarlet and Violet of one DLC being about improving the game we have and looking to the future of Paldea and one going how do we tie Paldea more into the history and the world of Pokemon that already exists
0: okay so in terms of let, let's let's go down that thought because I, I I agree actually it, it makes when you split it out that way it makes Perfect sense. In terms of, I'm gonna tackle. I think the second part of that's alright, which is more about tying it in with the greater Pokemon universe, because Mm -hmm. this game has a couple of hints and nods. Like I've seen your video about the main character being from Galar, and the the amazing breakdown that you did there. What we also know is that, uh, and what we also know is this is based on the region of Spain, and Spain is next to France. Correct. In real geographically
1: world. speaking, yes.
0: Geographically, they are linked. Now, I've seen the rumors and the YouTube videos. We're getting Kalos. We're, we're not getting Kalos. We are not getting Kalos. There is no way they are recreating the 3D games for the, there's, the, the I'm there is really no, glad you
1: said that. I'm really I, glad I, we didn't have to sit here and have not, a discussion no. about the fact that it's, we're not getting Kalos, people. I'm sorry, it's not no, happening. We
0: are. We are not. We're, we're, we're not. However, the the map, when you look at the map, you can see the area where Paldea joins to another area because it's, it's got a really weird like, color over it, and you can see the borders. So it's at the top right hand of the map, and you can see in this big mountain region there, you can see that that part of the map connects with something else. Now, yeah. I'm convinced what we are either going to get is... Okay, it's based on you know the, the northeast of, S- of Spain or the southwest of Kalos. Again, we're not getting Kalos, okay? We're not getting the Kalos that we know and if you're like me, we love. However, if they are building DLC from scratch of an area that you are going to explore, they could potentially do some kind of border and you're into Kalos. But it's not, and I repeat, it's not the three Because I, I, I know people are going to be saying, Ben, they're not going to recreate the Kalos game. I know they're not. They're never going to do that. But if they're going to build a new area anyway and they want to go, this is part of a wider geographical world because the games, unfortunately, outside of a handful of references and a handful of recurring characters, they do feel very secluded. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice for them to go, oh, Paldea does actually connect to Kalos and you can wander into the, the southern western part of Kalos and you can explore that. The only reason I think that won't happen is because it kind of takes away from, we've had we've had a load of Spain references and, and themes and culture packed into this game and it feels like surely they're going to want to go what else can we bring? Kalos had its time, France had its time, what else can we do for Spain? So I, I know I'm kind of muting my own point there but I kind of would love to see it not be based on Spain it's based on 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 France and it's like okay this is part of a wider wider world and seeing those two kind of cultures mesh where that where those countries join if that makes sense so hang on you've lost me there do you want to see it or not want to see it sorry i do want to see it but i don't think we're going to see it oh okay you want it you don't yeah, think we're going to get I it i want it but i don't think we're going to get it no.
1: so at most now to me i've watched all the videos i've listened to all the comments and I've read all the tweets. this mm-hmm. to me sounds so much like we're getting a new evolution, guys. We're getting a yeah. new evolution it's it's nobody believes it. they're just no. saying no. it because it's yes. up there in like in the search terms so yeah, I'm sorry exactly. to tell you, but that's how this
0: works. <laughs> and we had the same thing we had the same thing with sword and shield because people were saying. Yeah. Eng- Eng- England is connected with France via the channel tunnel. Therefore, the DLC is taking us to Kalos. 100% confirmed. Click here, leave a like, subscribe. <sighs> Only for it to be absolutely like
1: dead in the water, blown out of the water.
0: It didn't happen. It's, it's not happening, unfortunately.
1: So, here's my reason as to why we won't see Kalos again at all in anything outside of an X and Y remake. Mm-hmm. Megas. We're not we're yes. not going to get Megas again. It's not no, happening. They've gone. made it very clear to us that they don't want Megas in the game. They're not balanced as far as competitive is concerned or the competitive that they're trying to build. This this generation is about terastalization. They're not going to bring Megas back. And if we go to Kalos and there's no Megas, people yeah. are going to be furious. Oh, I would. And they like- and and they can't turn around and say well, it's because it's from a different world because we already have the Salamance um, paradox form, whose Pokedex entry references Mega Salamance. So we know Megas exist. Wi- yeah. So we know Megas oh. exist within this timeline. So we can't go to Kalos without bringing Megas into the game, which I don't think they want to do.
0: No, no, they 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 definitely do not. They the the the. <laughs> There is no way. While they have been upgrading the character models and the move from 3DS to Switch, like there, there will be no character model for the Megas, like flat out. They're not going to create more work for an additional feature that is a couple of generations removed. Now, when we are not getting Megas back in the mainstream games. So that does actually, yeah, kind of, you know, moot the point of, yeah, no Kalos. Now, to
1: hedge my bets slightly. Oh. If it does happen. <laughs> okay. I will, be, I will be happily surprised.
0: Yes, yes, yes definitely,
1: definitely. Like, I, It's not like I don't want it, I just don't see it happening. If, however, they did decide to go towards Kalos, mm-hmm. again, we're not getting Kalos. That's not happening. No. But if they were to go towards Kalos. There is that train station towards the south end of the region yeah. um, that doesn't go anywhere. In, in X and Y, it just doesn't go anywhere. You can't board the train. You can't see where it goes. So there is verifiably something south of Kalos yeah. that is yet to be explored. Mm-hmm. There is something to the north, northeast of Paldea that is yet to be explored. Yeah. Now that suddenly is very interesting. That could be worth exploring. That could be worth seeing a DLC.
0: Definitely. And I I personally think what we are going to get is similar in terms of Sword and Shield in that you can view it on the map, but it is obviously a very, it's a separate area that you visit. We're surely going to get the same for this. There is no way they're just going to tack up. Be, because of the issues that the game has in terms of, you know, running everything that is happening. There is no way they're just going to plonk an island and you can go, okay, if you just like sail or surf a little bit to the west or the east, you're going to get an island. We're going to get, okay, you need to travel there somehow, whether or not you talk to an NPC. Um, And where I'm going with this is, again, a train. Like the two trains could, you know, link to the same place in terms of, you know, you you jump on the train somewhere in in Paldea, and you arrive there. And the and the first thing the person says you come out is, "Oh, you boarded the train? Which train? Oh, Paldea. Oh, we. The reason I'm asking is because we also have people coming on the train from Kalos. Um, yeah. so we're definitely going to get something like the other two, where it's its own
1: separate area. A bit. Now like, I will say, any anywhere where we've previously had a train linking us to a different region, say Johto, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. or as is the case in Galar, the train station already existed. True. I mean,
0: yes. Or was was
1: under construction.
0: Yes, true. So then, does that mean maybe it is... Maybe it's somewhere in Area Zero? You go down there and it's like, there's a cave blocked by crystal or whatever it might be. It's difficult to say because... In my exploration, I haven't seen anything that has made me go, oh, that looks like an a potential entrance to somewhere. I don't know if you found anywhere. No. No. Okay. So we probably are getting something similar to Well, yeah, but like, yeah, like you say, Sword and Shield, the train station was was already there, and you just you just got a notification saying, oh, if you go there, there's a weird-looking slowpoke or something. You rock up and then you can you can board the train. Because actually, that's a good point. There are no train stations, are there?
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they turn around and uh, say a rare Herb Mystica was discovered. So, for instance, I think I think it will come in the second update. I think the first DLC that we'll get will be more to do with the map we've already got. Maybe some islands will be revealed towards like the southeast I'm side so of the map. I'm so glad you brought that up, because... Have you have you been out into
0: the oceans yet? There's like nothing there. There's nothing there. It is so empty. For what is basically an island, 95% of the of the perimeter is just water. There is a disappointing amount of stuff to do. And that was my one of my thoughts was I would love some islands
1: to explore. Well, again, if we're talking like real world geography, there are islands off the southeast of Spain. Yeah. And, like, that would be really interesting to explore. Um, but I think the first DLC is going to give us some kind of access to more Herb Mystica, possibly, mm-hmm. that allows Moridon, Coridon to have long-distance travel or okay. be able to get over those mountains suddenly. So, I mean, the the easy fix for for
0: that is that... You know, the, the legendary Pokemon, they they can't fly. They can glide. They can't yeah. fly. However, in the very first introduction you see, it feels more like they're flying than gliding. They shoot yes. out of the out of area zero and Yeah, then, they go up. Yeah, they go up. And the only reason they come down is it it, it appears, and you don't know this at the time, that that is They're straight, injured. They're injured. Like straight out of a fight, they're injured, and that's why they fall to the, the ground. The only reason, like they decide to come with you, is basically you have a sandwich, which, like, that sam- that sandwich saved the world. Just need to point that out. The sandwich saved the world. But, yeah, so that could work in terms of Hubermystica, another Titan, the Coranon or Moridon can now fly, and therefore it can now get you across an area of the sea or whatever the area is to the DLC location.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I hadn't even thought about another titan but that makes sense cuz the Herba Mystica created the titans but area 0 is so weird because Herba Mystica comes from there the crystals that create terrestrialization comes from there and the time machines down there yeah and none of them are related or are all of them related yeah are all of them related to the third legendary we've not seen yet which is definitely coming in a DLC it has to if it doesn't I, do, I don't know what I'll eat now, it's- but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to eat a candle. There you go. I will eat a candle if we do not get the third legendary in DLC. We. So, I think
0: surely they learned their lessons from X and Y, where third Pokemon and all the. You know, the. 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 K. can't remember the name of the. Uh, Term- Terminus Cave. Is it? In X and Y? Um. And Yes. All the. For those of you who don't know, basically X and Y didn't get a third version, even though Pokemon Z was planned. However, the team quickly got moved on to producing the next batch of games.
1: Um, Which is why people are craving Kalos so much. I'd agree Because it yeah. is a it's a region that feels unfinished.
0: I can I can agree with that. Um but I think they'll have learned that I don't think that they leave this story where there is because, the, yes, the, the ending happens of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The story gets wrapped up, but there's still a lot of unanswered or half-explained answers that I... That, well, questions that I still want further answers or explanations to because we still don't get clarification. Like, what is the terrestrialization got to do with what's happening down in area zero yes you go you as you go down you see you know, the crystals sprouting and growing but in that story it's not explained why they are growing what what is happening down there i know there's a link to the time machine but i can't tell you what that link is i can't explain what is happening like what what is the common denominator between these two so the yeah so the dlc and it, and-
1: and again, I'm I'm stuck on the idea of it being a third legendary, this giant world turtle with a hexagon shell, which we have seen in the Scarlet and Violet book. Oh, right. So we've seen it in that we've potentially ish, seen it. Ish-ish. Ish. Okay. We've kind of seen it. So Heath, who is the leader of the expedition who yes. first went down and discovered the base of Area Zero, discovered all the crystals. Um Blacks out and wakes up, has the notes of all the time machine. And he also goes on a journey on his own and meets this Pokemon. And it's the same Pokemon that we know the professor is aware of because they even name it, but the name's redacted. So we have no idea what this thing's name is. We know it consists of six letters. And when we read the Scarlet and Violet book, it tells us that it's, like, we know that's where the crystals are coming from because its back uh, radiates with, like, a crystal-like structure. It's all made up of hexagons. It's got a shell. Um, The picture of it's got a crown on it. We're not entirely sure why, but I still stand by my theory of it's the King of Paldea. Um, Here we go. I've got it here. I'll read it for you. So... A disc Pokemon. While separated from the research team in Crater's depths, I found a strange entity. Whether it was a Pokemon, or alive at all, I know not. It bore a shell with layers overlapping hexagons, and gleamed brighter still than gemstone. Viewed as a whole, it resembled a mysterious, brilliant disc. That's it. That's all we know. This creature does not exist within the game. It must be the third legendary, which is the source of terrestrialization. Right. And we know because it's hexagons, it's likely also the source of the time machine because the time machine is all hexagon-based and it it's all is, crystals yes. around the outside.
0: Oh, and when you, when you battle the professor at the end, it rises up on hexagons, don't they? Yes, it does. Th- th- right, okay. So could that machine be almost based on the design of the Pokemon, maybe? Or take inspirational elements from that Pokemon?
1: So this is it. This Pokemon could be the source of everything in Paldea. Mm. But without it, none of it makes sense. Yes. Yes. And none of it ties together. And as we said last week, the story seems very disjointed about half of it being about Titans and Terrastalization and then suddenly it's about time travel. Yeah. We need this Pokemon and it needs to explain a lot. Yeah. So
0: the fact that data miners haven't found this when they've it means that at the time, like that that, that it doesn't exist. It's it not in the game. It doesn't exist. Okay. Which makes me think what they've put in that in that book that you know Heath and his adventuring coming across it like they they have plans. They they must have, they must they must have released this game going okay, DLC further on down the line. We know the story, this this the direction we want to take this story. the The question becomes then: Is that part one or part two? Because if it, if it's part one, it feels like they've kind of blown their load. If that you know you're revealing all this in part one, whereas like the Sword and Shield DLC out of the two. The second one was more about the history, the past, whereas the first one was more about oh isn't this just a lovely adventure to to go on. Ah, uh, see
1: no, I disagree. Okay. Because the first DLC of Sword and Shield was about the history of Galar itself, which this third legendary would be about the history of Paldea itself. I mean, you got to consider like the again, the three legend the legendaries got introduced in the second DLC, you've got the Regis, mm-hmm. which are tied to a different region entirely. You've got the Galarian birds, which are just the Kanto birds reskinned. which begs the question which one of those came first. But it's, again, that's what I mean about it tying more into the rest of the world. So right. I think if they're gonna do it, I think the first DLC has to be this third Legendary. Because if they don't answer this question, I'm going to be really annoyed. I think, <laughs> maybe so, it's just me. Maybe I'm just craving this to be answered that I want it in the first one. Actually, And then I think the second one, they do maybe South Kalos, North, Northeast. So, so I, I've kind of answered
0: my own question earlier on in this, this podcast, actually, because I just said about, you know, if they, if they do the third legendary in the first piece of DLC, they've kind of blown their load. It's like, where do you go in the second one? But, if they do what they did with Sword and Shield where yeah, you've got to buy both of them, it doesn't matter. You can blow your load in the first one because you're still going to get the second DLC and go, oh, I wonder what this is about. And actually, if the first DLC answers more questions and is seen as a stronger story component of the overall experience of, of um, Generation 9, then that might make you, make you more hyped for the second piece of DLC if we are in fact getting two and make you go, okay, right, I really enjoyed the first piece of DLC. I want to go into the second DLC, which allows them to then, you know, lay in surprises or whatever it might be. And the second one is more around exploration and, like say, tying it into the wider Pokemon universe.
1: Yeah.
0: I've kind of answered my own question there, which is quite nice. So in terms of this third uh, legendary Pokemon I've got to ask you a question. How gutted are you going to be if it just turns out to be a mythical Pokémon that is distributed outside of the DRC experience? That's just like oh, I'll be infuriated.
1: Yeah, because we. I'll a- be I'll be actually infuriated simply because I think they've treated mythicals wrong over the last few years. Anyway,
0: yes, I I am so glad you you've brought that up because there are so many of the mythicals which are so unique and strange, and they are almost. You 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 go out your way to collect them for an event and that is it. You don't know anything about its lore, where it comes from, what its purpose is. The mythicals are, unfortunately, outside of Mew, the original one, because of the whole hype and the, the mystery of what it was and how you got it, all the mythicals since then have been disappointing. And I, I don't mean the mythicals are disappointing as in, they're a terrible Pokemon design, moves, whatever. I mean, the introduction of them has been—it's just been so lost. Or, in fact, it's not. It's not the the story behind them has is, is pretty much been non-existent for most
1: of yeah, them. Yeah, as as far as the games are concerned, yes, obviously yes, each yes. one of them will get a movie. Yes, but even right. So, considering that Mew, yeah. right, the original mythical, we knew quite a bit about it. It wasn't ever really supposed to be in the game, and it was a, eventually distributed as an event, and that's kind of where the idea of event Pokemon for mm-hmm. Mythicals came from. But you, I think the third generation did it best. Introduction of Deoxys was incredible. Having to, like, chase the little triangle around, and there was a whole story with uh, the rockets and stuff like that that then got expanded on in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And I forget, I think it's Fire Red, where you go to faraway island from you. mm and you find the messages left there by Dr. Fuji about how he came and stole this pokemon away and oh it's so good such little snippets because we don't need all the information given to us but just let me just let me hunt it yeah. let me feel like it's actually something i've got to go searching for and is a very rare thing to find and not just something that i had to be in the right place to get given it
0: yeah i i yeah i i can understand that which makes me hope that this pokemon is isn't just a mythical distribution event that it is tied into the wider story. They have to do that otherwise the story feel like that is almost the the key component that is tying a lot of these elements together. And if yeah. you if you pull that away from from DLC and it is just a distribution, you know, event or whatever like it almost means that, that that first piece of DLC, if, if it is the first DLC, and it is about what happened in Area Zero and how it all ties together and how it all came to be. Like, there's not a story there anymore. Like, okay, you can go down, you can explore, you can find out more about this Pokemon, but you can't get the Pokemon. It feels like it just misses misses that like oomph, that a power eat, yeah. And it. Yeah. Becomes... And I'll be
1: honest, the lack of this Pokemon in this game already... Had me a little bit disappointed. Because I never got my Eternatus moment. Yes. I never got my, oh, that makes sense. This one Pokemon has been pulling the strings the whole time and is tied into the history of the region. It's been around forever. And that's why this and, oh, yeah. And, oh, the two legendaries come along and they fight it. And, yes, everything's great. Instead, they went, no, we're going to purposely hold this thing back and just give you little clues to the fact that it exists. And the fact that people have been utilizing its power, but never show you what it is. If they then don't give us that, or give it to us and don't show us the story, mm, no, no, yeah, I, re- I refuse to accept that they would be that stupid.
0: No, I can't imagine. I, they, they, they have, they have to, they have to. Right. Let's move away from third legendary because I think we've mm-hmm. said everything that we've said.
1: Yeah, I I I think that would be a lot of the first one. Yeah, Um, you want to move into game mechanics because let's not forget that one of the coolest things that came out of the DLC in Sword and Shield mm -hmm. was Dynamax Adventure. Yes, they they surely have to. They will redo that, right? Like, like, I
0: hope so. Like, I'd, I'd imagine it is. Almost a carbon copy of you you go to some area, they go, Oh yeah, by the way, you can go you can go on a terror raid adventure, and it functions the exact same way, but with the the terrestrialization mechanics. And you know, every Pokemon you you beat in a terrestrialization battle or terror raid battle, you then one of your four players gets to choose that Pokemon. Like, like it, it felt like out of both pieces of DLC and the main game. That is what carried that game
1: online for the longest part. It's certainly where I spent most of my time yeah. in the game.
0: It, 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 it just it that mechanic just worked. So I cannot see why they wouldn't want to port that over. And it goes back to what I've said that the game developers will want people to continue playing the the game for as long as possible because a it stops you from selling the game, which means that the game company gets more profits. But also because people, instead of buying the second hand game, they, they buy the first hand games and they're more likely to buy the DLC as well. But also, it keeps Pokemon fresh in the mind of people. Not that it needs to, because everyone in the dog knows what Pokemon is. But however, like it worked because up until the release of Scarlet and Violet, people were still playing Terror Raid Battles. You only had to look up on YouTube and the amount of content creators that were doing some kind of community event. Where yeah, come along and and join the community and and to join the raid battles like that gets ported over. I think we're absolutely in agreement that gets bought over. But outside of that, I don't think like the 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 follow mechanic that was introduced like that's kind of been superseded by the let's go mechanic. I Agreed. I don't think we're going to have Pokemon just following you around. I'm trying to think what what else was introduced. I think they'll probably introduce the same thing where. Um, there are parts of the game where you can pick a Pokemon, but you can't get both of them. Like the mm-hmm. the Regis and the, um, oh, what was Or a is it? Um, Ishifu. Ishifu. So the two different versions of that, that, that gets bought over. Um, I'm trying to think what else might what else was interesting. There's obviously the story mechanics. There was new Pokemon. Well, you had a
1: whole nother league, didn't you? At the end
0: the oh, secret end to yes. both DLC? Yeah.
1: Where it was... Which was a very, very cool twist that I didn't see coming.
0: Remind me again what that is. I think, I think I've seen me do it to play. And I, I, I,
1: I forget what it's called. It's like the Champions Super Duper Star League. The All-Star Super Champions League mm-hmm. or something. Where basically, Leon has decided, I'm gonna get the best of the best of the best together and do a whole nother league. And you get to pick one of the that other pl- one of the other characters and you go into doubles matches with them yeah i remember that. very cool it is i
0: yes because i do remember reading leon's comments at the start and my first thought naively was ah we're getting like well-known characters from other regions that are coming along uh, to Gallardo. black and white world tournament kind yes of thing. yeah that's that's what i was yeah which isn't what we got I mean if if we are it's one thing that unfortunately I feel like Pokemon does very poorly where like it's almost like the Marvel films like the early Marvel films gave hints and nudges and nods to yeah well this is kind of happening over here you know just just like you know just so you know that but then as it went on it was like bringing over characters and stuff like that. We haven't really had that in Pokemon outside of a handful of of probably red and blue are the most well-knowns that pop up every now and again. They popped up in black and white. They popped up in, in Gen 2. They And they have popped up in... It was either Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon in the Battle Tree or something like that, from what mm-hmm. I remember. Exactly like, that in Sun and Moon, yep. And I, for me, I mean, we've spoken about, you know, tying the games into the larger universe. That's that for me is how you do it. It it it's it's not about the places because the problem with the places is that you can't you can't really bring places into it because then you have to create almost two regions or part of a region. Like characters surely is quite easy to do because they use the Pokemon that you've already got the character models for. You don't need a voice actor, you don't need a returning voice actor. So it's like, why aren't we getting overlap of certain characters to to kind of flesh out this universe and make it feel bigger than just the region you are currently in. And that would be one of my big hopes for the DLC is you do see the odd recurring character. And I'm not talking about it needs to be red. It needs to be blue. I'm not talking about the big characters, but I'm talking about the ones that it would make sense. Like it would be perfectly natural to maybe see a couple of the Kalos gym leaders or one of the friends that you journeyed along with in Paldea, with it being so close. And like, Game Freak have done this before. Like in um, Gen 4, you could bump into Jasmine in. Is it Sunny, Sh- Sunny Shore City? I think. Yes. On my head. Like just those little nods may make the world seem bigger. And in, in the grand scheme of the story, it's inconsequential. It doesn't matter that she's there. Like you remove her from there, the story plays out exactly the same way. However, it just makes the world feel bigger and more lived in. And it feels like. You know, in another world, you could actually bump into your character from a different game because you're all taking place in the same universe. That's one of my big wishes for the DLC.
1: See, I love that you brought up Gem 4 because going back to things like event Pokemon, I think Heart Gold and Soul Silver did this absolutely perfectly. First one, Celebi. You had the Celebi event mm-hmm. where Celebi takes you back in time and you see what happened to Giovanni, and you find out that, yes, indeed, he was Silver's dad, and that they never got along because he was too involved with Team Rocket. And then when Red defeated him, he kind of fell into despair and went to the top of a waterfall and thought about his life and thought about what he wanted to do and maybe jumped off a waterfall. We're not sure. So you got the whole Celebi event that does that. Really cool. Bringing back old characters, showing them in a new light. Brilliant. And then you've got the Arceus one, where if you take Arceus to the uh, ruins of Alf, like, Cynthia will show up. Uh, No, yeah, you get teleported to the Sinjo ruins, which is the the place between Johto and Sinnoh. And then Cynthia shows up, because she's investigating the ruins, because Cynthia loves old ruins, because she's connected to Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. history of Sinnoh and all the rest of it. So she shows up, and she recognizes Arceus and takes you to this place, and you get to birth either Giratina or Dialga or Palkia from an egg, and all the unknowns show up, and it just introduces so much lore and so much history, yeah. and brings other characters from different regions in, and shows connections between all these regions. And we have the perfect opportunity for it, again, already, present to, already presented to us in this game, in the Scarlet and Violet books. Have you have you read them yet? I've talked about them enough. You no, must
0: them. no, I haven't. I'm currently playing through again. And so, right, hold on, hold on. So they're um, in the library. I know, you get them as soon as you go to the scope. So, so I'm so I'm playing through it again. I'm playing it on my own profile, which means that I can experience the story how I want. I can do the things that I haven't been able to do in the cage lock or the challenge video, where I can do the picnics. I can build these bonds with Pokemon, and as part of that. I'm kind of getting sidetracked by catching, just, I get to a new area. I'm like, oh, catch that, catch that, catch that, catch that. I'm at the point now where I want to wrap up the first set of Titan uh, Team Star Battle in the first two gyms, and then I'm going to experience the library. So this time next week, I, I will have a lot more of a handle on the library. I know I need to do it because I know there's a lot of lore there. Uh, it probably infuriates you that you're coming to this this podcast with like, as you always do, with so much lore and I'm there just nodding my head going, I feel like Joey, yeah, our no, friend, that sounds is like, interesting. Yeah, no, 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 that sounds interesting. There's not big fancy words there. I don't quite know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, so yes, as you were saying.
1: Right. In the Scarlet and Violet books, there is another page that references an imagined Pokemon. So again, okay. during the original research team who went down there 200 years ago, uh, somebody, after seeing the Paradox Pokemon, imagined one that could be down there. And in the Scarlet Book, we get effectively a combination of the legendary beasts from Johto. Oh. And in the Violet Book, we get a combination of the Swords of Justice from uh the the, the black and white help. What's it called? Oh my god. Unova. What? There it is. Yes. Okay. So therein lies your perfect connection to bring characters in. Bring mm. me someone from Johto. Yeah. Bring me someone from Unova. And maybe they're the ancestor of the person who was in that original research team and that's what's brought them to Paldea uh, to find Area Zero or see what's in Area Zero because their ancestor went down there a long time ago and they've got more of an interest. Oh, we've already got seen. We've already got seen who's in, who's obsessed with Suicune. Yes. And he's obsessed with finding Suicune and being the one to mm-hmm. capture Suicune of course they would be the one to want to find out where Swoocoon came from. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My, my brain just exploded as I realized that.
0: <laughs> it makes sense, though. It, it, like, why introduce, it's the annoying thing with Pokemon, why introduce new characters when you could just rely on the characters that you've already got? And, like, again, just makes the world feel lived in. So you could bring back trainers or people or NPCs, whoever, from these previous regions. I'm not saying it has to be someone that was big and important, but someone, like you have just pointed out, it makes sense for them to be in the region on that journey of discovery. And there are so many trainers. Like, when we look at the crystallization that is going on down in Area Zero, or the fact that Area Zero is its own biome, there are other characters that you'd think, yeah, they would want to come down there and explore i mean look at Steven stone and his big rock collection like would he not want to be down here like oh there's some crystals i know crystals aren't the same as rocks but like there is a link there and him coming down there going i heard a there's powerful pokemon but b also there's maybe some rare rocks from an area that no one has been down in for so long um don't get me wrong there are better candidates to go down there it's just the one that comes to to mind at the moment. Well, no, but you're right.
1: I mean, you bring up the fact of, like, Stephen Stone and his rocks and stuff like that, but we haven't seen anybody from DevonCorp or Silph no. or any of these massive, massive capitalist systems that basically run this world yeah. as far as we're concerned. But would, they've got no interest in what's going on in Area Zero? None at all? They like. Let's not forget that Devon Corp as soon as they found out about Infinity Energy, they tested it and killed lots and lots of Pokemon just to further their technological capabilities. We're suggesting that these companies aren't interested in Area Zero? Come on! Yeah, they, they, they'd be all over... They Even if they... Like, even if you really
0: wanted to go like, okay, real-world inspirations and whatnot, and they can't get a permit, a license, there are political reasons, blah, blah, blah. Like... You can then still have them doing it via corporate espionage or sending in people who wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, we don't actually work for the company. Wink. They would they yeah. would be like Steven. Yeah. He,
1: he just happens to be the son, or I forget if he's the son or the grandson. But you know, he's just a relative of the head of Devon Corp. Yeah. He's not actually involved. No. But he's yeah. oh, a
0: favor going down there, exploring, reporting back. Like this, this is this is and I get I get why they don't do the links in terms of every every Pokemon game is someone's first Pokemon game. So you don't want them to come into it and be completely lost, which goes back to what I was saying about the early Marvel movies, where you can watch any of those first couple of Marvel movies and you can love that movie even if you even if you do not. Pick up on any of the references or Easter eggs, but it rewards the people that are paying attention and makes them feel all warm and fuzzy inside when they go, "Oh, I n- I know that name." They just said Stephen Strange. I know who that person is. But for most people, they'll be like, "Okay, right, wh- whatever's going on." So, like, y- use the DLC, I guess, as an opportunity to kind of get a uh, you know get your feelers out of, okay, do people want more of an interconnected world? And you only have to start small with that. And, it, and it, it, there's there's a story reason for doing it as well, as we've already discussed. But like, yeah, that like let's 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 do that.
1: I really want that. I, I'm sorry, you've got me so excited for <laughs> this like fan fiction game we're making, right? Which, now. which
0: yeah, which is it isn't gonna happen, unfortunately. One thing that I do want to ask is do you think we are getting more paradox forms outside of the ones we've already mentioned?
1: Um I think it would be a mistake not to introduce a couple. Yeah. However, that being said, the time machine is broken. So they need to introduce some way to bring time travel back. And I, w- I will throw it out there to my fellow theorists as well. Some people don't actually think the Paradox Pokemon have anything to do with time traveling or are all just imagined. I've heard that. I'm not, conv- I'm not convinced by that one. Okay. But yeah if either way they need to bring in some way to bring them back but yeah I think we could do with a couple more I, I mean I, th- I think we haven't had any paradox legendaries no that would be very
0: nice to see and and the way you do it is literally you know you 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 your characters and, and the other three that went down into area zero you've expl- you, you're enjoying life and the other reason you get called, called back with di- the director is when you were down there last did you see these paradox Pokemon and no, we didn't okay. that means something is going on down there, and we now need to head back down so you can use the paradox Pokemon as a way to um is a way to kind of push the story in the direction that it needs to go of i e something else is occurring in area zero or because of the you know it eventually leads to oh it's the third legendary and its ability it being there its existence is able to do what the time machine can also do and and pull pokemon from the past or future into the present day like the story's there, they can they can do it they can introduce new paradox pokemon and i think it'd be very disappointing if we didn't get more because one of the most interesting parts of that was the designs of some of these Paradox Pokemon. Don't get me wrong. It, like some of them were swing and misses. Some of them mm-hmm. are really cool designs and I do want to see more of them. But I think for me, I'd like to know a little bit more about the Paradox Pokemon. Like, it feels like yeah. that there is a whole story there to unpack that they haven't really done.
1: Yeah. No, agreed. Um, I. All right. This is the big stretch here. And as much as like the rest of it is, maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. I'd I'd like it if we do. This is the kind of thing where I'd be over the moon if we got it. I don't think we ever will. I want to see where these Pokemon are coming from. Yes. Oh, de- oh, definitely. I I want to go to their world. I, We've been bringing them into ours. I want to go to theirs. So I want that as my DLC. I, I do
0: as well. I personally don't think we will get that. I want it. I don't think we will because I just think... It's they've already kind of established the rules of time travel that the Pokeballs are the it's one way, it's it's one way, it's the Pokeballs that that is it. I mean, we have had characters move actually, that kind of explains Legends Arceus and the the train conductor. What's oh, his name? Wow, that's one way, like he's never going home.
1: Yeah, and it's never even brought up that we might be able to go back in Legends Arceus, it's never even considered. No,
0: like it's not even,
1: wow. like yeah,
0: like so. so nice catch. No, I, I completely forgot about that. So, th- so does that mean that time travel is? But then there are Pokemon- for humans. For humans, yes, because I was just about to bring up Celebi, because Celebi can control time, can't it? Like, well, that's the thing because we do time travel with Celebi in that but, Johto. But is that time travel or is that
1: kind of using the ability of showing time travel you to the sh- past to show you you the past? Yes. Maybe. Interesting. I maybe I don't know. Time travel has never been consistent throughout the Pokemon franchise. No. Like, especially once you start adding the anime and stuff in. It, it it all gets very messy. I
0: think they just play fast and loose with the rules based on what they want to accomplish in either the game or the Which, of course, anime. can
1: make sense yes. if you consider that each and every Pokemon that has the ability to time travel can do it differently. Yes. That makes sense. But when you also have to consider that... Humans have had access to time travel since the second generation, with sending pokeballs to him from Kanto and Johto, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then from Fire Red to um, Hoenn and stuff like that. Was all called the time machine, uh, except from we know that wasn't actually a time machine. It yeah. connection between different universes, as confirmed in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So it it's messy, to say the least. This is messy. I mean, the, the way they get around it is literally, di- you know, di- like
0: you say, different Pokemon have different powers of time travel. So, for example, Celebi's would be, I'd imagine, weaker than um, it's Dialga, Dialga's. Dialga, because Dialga is literally the legendary of time, and therefore it should have more control over time than Celebi, because Celebi's gimmick isn't time travel.
1: Um, and then naturally, Arceus itself has is, more control over everything.
0: Yeah, it's literally the ability to rewrite, rewrite, you know, time and space and reality. And you know, Dialga and Palkia got fractions of that power. Um, so so it's but I would love to see us go into the the past and future. But I think another reason we won't get that is because um, it almost doubles the amount of work that they need to do. So the, yes, the DLCs for Sword and Shield were you know, ninety nine percent the same outside of different rivals, um, a couple of different Pokemon spawning in the overworld. Um, that's about it, right? I can't recall. I don't think there was anything else. Because um, the legendaries, Ish, yeah, the legendaries are based on. You can choose one of the two.
1: Yeah, there you- was your one main quest with like Mustard School. Yes, and that was it. That was really.
0: it. So I, so so yeah. As much as I would, I. I would love that. I would love to go into the past, like even further back than Legend of Arcus where, you know, you, you are just seeing all these, the Pokemon from millions of years ago roaming around. I'd love that. I'd love to go to a dystopian future maybe where, you know, Pokemon are dying out because of probably humans, probably climate change, whatever it might be. And I'd, Possibly
1: the only apocalyptic future we've ever seen for Pokemon was because of God's Lord. Go on.
0: Break that down for me. So
1: in uh Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, yeah, you can go to a you can go through a certain ultra wormhole where you go to a version of Alola that has been completely destroyed by Guzzlord, and there's only one person left there who says, like, what are you doing here? Everybody else left uh because Guzzlord has just completely destroyed everything.
0: I, I've, yeah, I, I've never done that myself. It rings a bell, but I've never seen it in, in game, how it appears in game. Um, but like, yeah, like give us that, give us that because surely for the Pokemon to turn out like this, like it's not a minor change. It is a, yeah, some of these Pokemon have had to completely change in order to survive. What caused that? like that is something that surely we want we'd want to know about right Mm -hmm. but unfortunately i don't think we're we're getting like it almost sounds like we're creating a wish list oh
1: absolutely
0: i there's elements i think are going to be met i think like what i think there's going to be a handful of things that we've said that are probably close to or on the mark and there's a few that are more, I wish that would happen, but it's not going to. I mean, don't
1: get me wrong. I'm titling this episode, What We'd Like to See. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. De- so oh, definitely, it, these definitely. are just things I'd like to see if we're going to get DLC. Definitely, definitely. Um, speaking of, bringing it back down way, 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 way further down. Mm-hmm. I want
0: them to bring quests back. Agree. So that is something that I really enjoyed in legends arceus that i didn't know i enjoyed it at the time i i got an enjoyment out of it and it was fun to you know, mark off all these quests and i did them all in legends arceus but like
1: it, you didn't even think about it at the no, time because it was no. so well it was so natural yes. because it's an open world game of yeah. course there's side quests to do but, and it wasn't until this one where i realized Oh, Why does it feel so empty? Why yes. does it feel like there's yes. nothing for me to Oh because there isn't. Because there's literally nothing for <laughs> nothing. me to do
0: outside of the eighteen things and a handful of other things like stakes pulling them out of the ground. There's 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 not. And you're absolutely right. I yes, more side quests, please. And you know some of them that that's how typically in in you know jrpgs that's how you get items or rare things that you wouldn't get because they reward you for going off the beaten path to do something and like one thing that i loved about legends arceus quests is that if they revolved around a pokemon and you having to donate that pokemon that pokemon's gone for for good mm-hmm. but in the overworld like the 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 bloke outside they would always be there yes and the bloke outside the um the headquarters if you gave him a shiny it was a wormpool, wasn't it yeah yeah if you gave them a shiny wormpool, it would be a shiny wormpool. when it evolved it would be a shiny evolution of that wormpool. like again making the world feel lived in and real and the pokemon feeling more than just digital assets like give us more of that give us quests themed around Pokemon.
1: I- yeah. And again, that would do a lot for one of my biggest complaints about this game has been the fact that like there doesn't seem to be anyone in it. Outside of the main yeah. cast. Yeah. Like there's no side characters. There's no. no 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 one in the towns says anything. Um none of the towns have anything about them that's memorable. Yeah. yeah. That would give them like, oh, that's the town where the woman was scared of Mankey, because she heard it's really, really angry. Um, but I don't know. She got set on by a herd of Mankey, and you have to go save her from them. I don't know. That was literally just immediately off the top of my head. That that suddenly becomes the town where that lady lives. Yeah, Not yeah. just another town on a large map that I don't really care about.
0: Yeah, the town ta- out of every Pokemon game that I've ever played, this is the one where the towns just feel like there's nothing going on. They are just And
1: and, there. and they're wasted. Yes because they're designed yes. beautifully. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. Definitely. But there's nothing going on in there outside of typically you go to the you go to the gym uh like actually thinking about it, every every town, every city in this game outside of Mezagoza, you go there for a gym. Yeah. I've only just clicked into that. Whereas in other Pokemon games. Like I remember as a kid going through and going, where's the Pokemon gym in this city? Oh, there isn't one. Like, the first time you get through to Lavender Tower and you, you're thinking, there's no gym here.
1: Okay, right. Yeah, that The significant thing of that is Lavender Tower. Yeah. Now, where's your Lavender Tower? Where's your site of interest that isn't a gym? What? Well, that isn't a gym. Yeah. But, <laughs> <Messagoza>, <laughs> but, like, that's be- but like, that's almost like, because it's is the central- Is that a site of interest?
0: Well, well <laughs> It would be. I mean, obviously, you, I like the so, library. So what? it would be. <laughs> yes, yes. It would be if you weren't forced to go there as part
1: of the story. Like,
0: if you stumble. Uh,
1: the, people are at home are screaming, well, you have to go to the Lavender Tower for the story.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, true. But it's well, that's not the first place that you go, is it? Like, it's it's a welcome rest after you've just gotten through um, through Rock Tunnel. And that is a nightmare as a child. And you come through and it's like, oh, wow, this is brilliant. But the thing is, you don't actually have to explore Lavender Tower at that point of the game. You can just one No, but if you do, them. you
1: find the ghost. Yes, you do. That doesn't let you go further. And then suddenly that sticks in your yes. mind as, why is there a big ghost up there that I can't get past? Oh, wait, no, I've now got the Sylph scope. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I can go back to Lavender Tower because they were hunting for ghosts and things like... So good. Yeah,
0: it is. it's like... You know, like I mentioned about the lack of islands around uh, Paldea, like, why are there not islands and why are there not people on said islands doing things or asking for help? Like you said, the quest, oh, you know, I I got over here, my boat broke down or my boat's gone out to sea. Have you got a water Pokemon I could borrow? Like, and then you, and then, yeah, okay, here's a, you know, a a Weasel, whatever it might be. And then he disappears. And then later on, you're just going through one of the towns. And you see them again, and you talk to them, and it's like, oh yeah, you're that person. You're safe,
1: great. Like, where are all those little quests? Like, all right, here's here's one for you as well. Again, I'm going to dive a little bit into lore, but you'll be able to follow this one. Okay. It was only 800 years ago that Paldea was actually formed as we know it. Before that, what we know as Paldea was a bunch of warring um, regions. Okay. Do you feel that at all? No. Not Does whatsoever. anybody feel like their history is separate to anyone else in the region?
0: No, they all feel you could switch any of them, any of the towns around, and it wouldn't make a difference. Oh, sorry, be, sorry, because we are going to get shouted out. There is one city without a gym. It's the one on the coast that you have to go and chase Kofu down to with the oh, okay, um, auction, auction house. Yeah, And you know what? Like, the fact that I'm only just remembering that means that it didn't stick in my mind, because it's just meh. It's a coastal city that doesn't feel like a coastal city. Anyway, back to your point.
1: Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. My point is, there is, you know, you've got families. Oh, my daughter is going to marry someone from this family from that side of the region. We don't like that side of the region because our family goes way back and we used to war against each other and suddenly you've got a Romeo and Juliet story. It's it's so simple, yeah. but it
0: adds so much. Yeah. I mean, you have, what you could do is like, you know, you get to one of the cities and what's attracted you to it is the fact that you can see a crumbling castle and you're like, oh, I yeah. want to go and see that. Oh, okay. It feels like it's been lived in. And yes, there are a handful of ruins that you can find on the map, but they don't There's nothing going anything. on in them. There's nothing happening. Like
1: so DLC give me somebody who's investigating the ruins. Yeah, And maybe they've got a way to actually Oh no, see, n- the ruins don't reveal themselves. You need to actually look at them in this way or have this pokemon mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it, but suddenly because you're with this person, they they can show you the ruins true history or something. I don't know. I just give me more. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're this the game, unfortunately, does feel like like if if somebody if it was revealed in lore that Arceus, you know, suddenly populated that city the day you arrived and implanted memories into people, like it would feel real because there's no there's nothing
1: there's, <laughs> If you turn around to me and said they were all AI robots, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that, makes sense. yeah,
0: that does, yeah. Like It doesn't feel like it feels like this just started happening the moment the store moment you rocked up and you're like, okay, right. So there's no shared history, no ancestry uh, of these characters and what happened in, in the past. And you only have to look at like they were doing this in, in, in gen two. Like when you get to Ecratic city, like, That felt like a city
1: that had been
0: around for a while, forever.
1: Yeah, where is? And I get it that the history is meant to be lost because it was constantly at war. Mm. I understand that, but no, no, (laughs) that's not how that's not how things work. No,
0: unfortunately, yeah, no, unfortunately, not. Is there anything else that you would like from potential DLC?
1: Again, I, I'm still on this I'm still on the thing of bring back or give me more characters. Mm-hmm. Whether they be characters from old games, whether they be characters from this game, yeah. theoretically there's an entire faculty that we haven't seen. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, we see the one ex director who's like, Oh yeah, me and all my staff left a year and a half ago because of this one team who didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, where are they? Where's any of them? What's their story? What was their take on any of that? How do they feel now that the whole thing's resolved? Will they return to teaching? Do they feel like they should? What have they been doing since? We're, we're, we see this whole thing about like the Olive Festival, but don't know no, what the people what, in no. the city <laughs> feel about the no. Olive Festival. We never see the festival! Give me the festival! Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the Little things like that way just doesn't feel like the people are alive like we, we like thinking about it, like when we were talking you know months back about our wishes for gen 9 and we we're saying about you know make it feel like the pokemon are alive like they've almost taken it taken a step backwards and made the humans no longer feel <laughs> made alive The humans
1: not feel yeah. alive anymore like now that now
0: that we're actually discussing it it does feel like that and like Actually for me and I know you've mentioned about you know the faculty that that we don't know about I actually don't want it to be the faculty because I want this world to feel bigger than
1: more than the school
0: yes because unfortunately Agreed. that is like because everything is linked to that everything is linked to that school like the 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 gym the gym challenge because the the you meet the um the prima, I still don't know her name. I'm not gonna learn it. You meet her in. We're Gita. just gonna call, we call her Gita, Gita because that <laughs> name she has, she does not deserve. No. Like you meet Gita within the first couple of hours in the school. Your rival is in the school. Um Arvin, who you go on the Titan quest with, is in the school. The um team star all went to the school. The professor talks to you the first time while you're at school. You turn up at the on the game. To go to the school, everything revolves around the school, and it just makes it feel like it's either- it's a one note region. Yes, yes, it's all about school, and that is it, unfortunately. Whereas the other, all the other games that have come before it, like yes, the the gym challenges that main through point, but you have other people who are living and doing what they want. The fact is, like a lot of the a lot of the trainers that we used to have helped to flesh that out. But unfortunately, most of the trainers in this game are just students outside of, off the top of my head. There's a couple of the Kung Fu or Karate Masters that you typically get in every Pokemon game. But then there's the Dragon Masters, Dragon Tamers. But then there's a, the, there's a couple of uh, people that are like delivery service or some kind of delivery people. Like, Mm -hmm. why are they not fleshed out more? They should be the ones that are riding cyclozars to deliver things and you have to track them down in order to initiate that battle. Like, rather than it just- You never see anyone on a cyclozar. No, No. which other than parks. Yes. From the trailer, I thought we were going to get a lot more of that, but it's it's because they, they and I know why, they haven't done an animation for people riding cyclozars. And that's why when at the very start of the game, you see that train, this still infuriates me. The trainer going, come on, Cyclozar, let's go. And they walk towards the Cyclozar and they just cuts to the director talking. I'm like, ah, yeah, okay. They <laughs> they never did a character animation for the person climbing onto the Cyclozar.
1: So we're,
0: okay. we're, we're never getting that, unfortunately. I mean,
1: I, I'm just going to say it because I know everybody at home is thinking about it. Yeah. We've somehow turned our wishes for DLC into <laughs> a, complaining about the freaking games again. I know. Because, well, what, what's your hope for the DLC? <laughs> I don't know, that they make the games good. <laughs> that's, that's sarcasm, people. Sarcasm. I still stand by I said They're good. They could have been great. They should have been great. Yeah. Little things like
0: that. And so, and they
1: still could be. Yes, they and, could and, be. And, yes, and that's the yes. one thing I will say is like, Again, the DLC for Sword and Shield made those games great. Yes, I yes. think they really they really elevated them to a new height that they were not at on their own. Yeah,
0: agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they definitely improve the overall experience of those games. I have no doubt that this will do the same, mainly because mm. mainly because there are we're like everyone's spoken to death about the issues with this game there are issues with this game everyone and their dog knows there are issues with this game the dlc has a chance i don't think it will fix some of the issues that people have with the game i think that, that this game was released and that is it but i think that the dlc will almost have the chance to be an apology somewhat of here are loads of extra things that we really have put our heart and soul into, and we want you to experience it, however it's behind a paywall, <laughs> which is the yeah.
1: infuriating part. I, and there is a level of that as well, which is we've, we've outright said it's going to be DLC. Yes. All the way through this, we said it's going to be DLC, yep. and we've compared it to Sword and Shield. Yeah. And not once have we mentioned the fact that there was something similar that happened with Legends Arceus. Yes, true. It only happened once, mm-hmm. but it got an update. And it was absolutely free. Yeah. And it added more story. It added new game mechanics. Mm. That added more life into the game. I think it even added a bunch more side quests as well, if yeah, I remember it, correctly. It, 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 I it added might about it added about ten, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, so why it's so bizarre. Why was that free? I still have n- I still uh, can't figure th- it out.
1: So weirdly enough. I remember when it was coming out, because it was only like a month after the games came out, I was like, yes, this is great because I need more content because mm. I've beaten it. Mm. But if I'm going to have to pay for it, I'm going to be really annoyed yeah. because it means that they had it and just didn't release it. Yes. Now, on that same vein, I feel like they already have a lot of this <laughs> mm. that we've talked about today, like especially around like the third legendary and stuff like that. Yeah. They've, they've at least got it all planned. They know yes. what they're doing. I don't mind if And they purposely it's planned. held back on it.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between, okay, we're releasing the main game and we know where we want the DLC to go and they've started pulling things together. I'm okay with that. What I don't want, okay. what I don't like is when games go, okay, right, here's the DLC. Okay, pay for it. Right, you've downloaded a 5KB key. That allows you to access the stuff that is already on the on the on the cartridge disc, whatever it might be. Yeah, okay. That that's right, that's enough. the difference. If they like if we went into the offices and people were working on this and oh yeah, we we've had the story for the DLC plan for months, we know what the Pokemon are gonna look like. That I'm okay with that because that is st- Something it's just forward thinking. Yes, forward thinking. You know, DLC is going to come. Okay, how how how? What stories do we want to tell that we maybe don't have time in the main game, or it doesn't fit with the theme or the story that we're trying to do? That there is a there is a difference. There is a difference between DLC that is locked behind a paywall and DLC that is
1: that is not Uh, ready. Expected to come. Yes, Yes. 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 Okay. Do you have anything else? I feel like I've gone off on one a little bit on this episode. I, I got really I think, excited. Yeah, I think
0: we've both both gone, our, gone off on it. I think um, f- for me, um, I kind of have to address this. I If, if the DLC for me should add content, quest, Pokemon, all the usual stuff, I don't think it will. I don't think they are this brave or stupid that if there are Bug fixes, issues, whatever it might be, that I don't think will get fixed. Like I'm talking about the people with the glitching legs in the school. Like I don't think things like that are getting fixed. However, if they are doing these and it's part of a paid DLC, there will be uproar in the
1: community. No, I I, I stand by the point of that I did a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. which is they need to fix that before DLC. Yes. So that that needs to be yes. fixed before I decide to pay more money for this game that's broken. Yeah. Otherwise
0: we are unfortunately just rewarding. I don't want to say bad behavior, but. No, it is. It's, it, it's bad behavior. Yeah, it, it is. Basically we can, because the problem is. We, we, if we put more money into yes. this now, we are yes. saying, no, this is good enough actually. Yeah. yeah. And then the standards are just going to slip. Basically what you want in an ideal world is either they resolve the issues and in, in an ideal world for me, it would be they resolve the issues. Then they go, okay, here's some free DLC as an apology. We're sorry. You know, things happen. Because what we do have to remember is during this time between Gen 8 and Gen, uh, Gen 9, COVID did happen. Like, it didn't affect when the game came out. They They should have pushed it back, in my opinion. But they didn't. Like things have real world things have had a knock-on effect on it, but they need to do right by the consumer and go, okay, this is what this is what's happened. We're apologizing. We're fixing it. Here's the three here's some free stuff as part of a, you know, a apology that companies usually do. And then from that, you then get the goodwill back and people will go, okay, now they're doing paid DLC. Well, that's fine because now I don't feel like I've been ripped off because I haven't paid a game, paid for a game, and then you're now expecting more money for something else when actually the fifty pound that I paid for this game, because I I feel a bit like I've got Shafty paying fifty quid for this game. It's not a fifty game, fifty pound game in my experience. Um, like it's a
1: understandable. I'm not going. I mean, price I'll be honest you with you. It has already dropped to forty pound everywhere. As it. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Well. So, well that that for- Which considering Nintendo games yes, don't drop don't in price. Drop. No, that's that for me is a good sign. That's to that to me probably means that the game is at that initial breaking records, doing really well, and then week two, it's just tapered off because the reviews are out, the YouTube videos hmm. are out, the discussions, people are talking about it and going, Well, actually, like yeah, there's there are issues with it. And that ultimately makes them go, okay. Right, what do we do to fix this? And he is hoping. I'm, I'm not confident, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, in my absolute ideal world, they obviously fix all the bugs and stuff in it, and then I, I like the idea of like, here's your free stuff for an yeah. apology. I'd love to see uh, Dynamax Adventures or Terra Adventures as a free update. Yes, to tide us over. Yeah, to be like. Guys, you know the DLC's coming. Yeah. We know the DLC's coming. Here's some stuff that we were maybe initially planning to put in the DLC and making you pay for, but we're going to give it to you for free. Yeah. yeah. Because we know it will allow us to spend longer on this and you guys to still be invested in the game.
0: And like it's a good point actually going, that's what you well, that's what you give people is it's the the
1: the, the... The there's stuff that's not like uh, you, there's no story yes. there there's no characters there's no nothing you have to import into the game it's all already there Yeah
0: So the the two benefits of that is one um it's something like we've mentioned that does tide people over people were still playing that on sword and shield to you know when Gen Nine was released so it it's guaranteed to tide people over but then also it's a mechanic where it's something that's already been done so it's not like Mm -hmm. so so it means that when you do bring out the other pieces of dlc you can bring out stuff that's new that's exciting because the problem is if you if you release dynamax not dynamax raids but terrestrialization terror terror raids or whatever it is in and that is like the core piece of content for one of the pieces of dlc well, people are going to be disappointed because... I've done it. I've done it. I've, I've like, seen this before. This this, this should be standard now because it was introduced to something new and fancy, whereas now it should be the norm. Um... So, yeah, so I, I think that's a great way that they tied people over. Knowing them, what we're going to get is probably a mystery gift for a load of ham and eggs and stuff for the picnic. <laughs> um,
1: we, are, we are, aren't we? That's what we're going to get. Like, I, I, it was just such an accurate statement that it hurt.
0: Because am I, I, um, I, it's really difficult keeping on top of the mystery code. So what I've started doing is following some people like Sarah Joe and stuff like that. Yeah. So I get a tweet, and it was, "Oh yeah, new mystery gift is um, um, whatever the phrasing was. Mystery gift. Here's the code." So I click on the tweet, and I look at, "I said this just isn't worth my time. I'm not going and getting a load of picnic items. It just doesn't that. I haven't done a picnic yet. Um, I will do when when I'm playing this this new game run through that I'm doing. But like that isn't how you apologize to people. Like how you apologize to people is is this was. 12 years ago, maybe, PlayStation got their accounts leaked and loads of personal Mm -hmm. data was released. And you know what they did? They held up their hands and said, okay, right, on this month, there are five games you can choose two for free. Like, that's that's how you apologize. Like, suddenly it goes from, I'm really furious that this happened to, ah, two free games. Well, I guess my my personal data worth of the money that i put on that is probably only about 50 60 pound um, so you know <laughs> it make, makes people happy so that's how that's how you pull people back on you you make them believe in the company again because every company makes mistakes and it's the people within that company that makes make mistakes unfortunately um but it's it's how you win people back over and how you do it is to to give people stuff that they value and think they're getting a bargain for because it's free We shall see. Speaking
1: of Mm -hmm. how to win people over, shall we talk about how Morpeko won over James?
0: Let's do it because I feel like we need to discuss uh, Pokemon Master journeys. We haven't done it for so long. for (laughs) For so so long. So this episode, take my thief, please. So let's let's break down what happens. It's it's another Morpeko episode, but it. This is a culmination of what has been happening this entire season where Team Rockets are trying to get rid of the more Mopeco. They are desperate to get rid of it because it is still eating absolutely everything in sight. And yeah. they finally And we we've,
1: we've seen the ramifications for them. They are starving. They are starving. It is
0: not a good look for them. And they fi- they come up with a plan to get rid of this more Mopeco at long last. <laughs> They're gonna let like, Go catch it. <laughs> Which
1: actually makes sense. To, like, that's a cl- If that's we just put plan. it in front of him, yes. he'll throw a ball at it. It's a good plan, isn't <laughs> it? It is a good plan. I, I like it. I like but, it. I can't believe they never came up with it before. And what I love about it is, like,
0: Ash and Go are just oblivious to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Too, too interested yes. in that freaking Pidgeot. Yes, the Pidgeot is a recurring thing.
0: And why? I... Which,
1: which I, I must say, I got shouted at in the comments last week because I said that Pidgeot was, or not last week, week before, I said Pidgeot was Ash's first catch. It wasn't. It was Carpe. It was
0: Carpe. But it was a close. It was. It was
1: like his first three Pokemon, right? It was. It was his second catch. Yes. and it was the first Pokemon he tried to catch. Yes. Well, it kind of. He thought it was a Pidgeot, and it wasn't. It was that Spiro, and he threw a rocket at oh, him. Oh, yes, that's it. And that's then it. him and Pikachu became friends. But that was like 25 yeah, years on. ago, guys. <laughs> Give me a break. On. Come on. <laughs>
0: um, one of the things I love about this is in the in the end, they actually get rid of the Morpeko in the most random way. Where it just climbs into a truck. It drives away. And I love James's reaction to this. He's like, wait. And then the rest of the team are just like, no, this no, is what we hang want. Hang on, that's, no. that's the plan. <laughs> no, just, just the, like this. But the moment that happened, I was like, okay, I know where this is. This is go- This is going not in the direction you'd think where actually James is starting to like. He's starting to get the feels. He, he kind of likes this Pokemon. I don't know why. Because he's a sweetheart. He, he, yes. he always yes, has been. Yes,
1: he, is. He, 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 he And he loves Pokemon who like mistreat him. I don't know yes. what that says about James. Mm, yeah, yeah,
0: unfortunately. The boy's got
1: some problems. Like, we know he had a difficult childhood. Yes. But... And the, yes. Yeah. So
0: where does the Morpeko end up? And I love
1: this. <laughs> ends up in Cerise Park. <laughs> At
0: all the places. <laughs> and what I love about this is, like, this is... You know, when I talk about, like, the hijinks happen, this is one where it actually makes sense. So Greedent and Morpeko
1: just... Like having, they a, have their rematch they ha- oh yes they do because they had the eating contest I didn't they Where agreed and evolved yes oh my lord
0: I forgot about that so yes, yeah, so, so these two Pokemon just eat everything like literally eats everything and Go at this point tries and fails to catch you because it's too angry to be caught is, 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 that's where I'm reading into it like this Pokemon just ref- is so angry that it just defies all logic and expectations. Yep. And um, also, I've just got a note to you that I forgot about Drizzile, which is still in the cave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just
1: like, oh, yeah. Drizzile gets taken for... I, this is where I love... Actually, I will say this. The one thing I love about this episode is it shows all the character of Ghost Pokemon, and... They've done well considering how many mm. he's got mm. for them all to start having character. Yes. So you see, like, the Raichu who's like, hey, I'll feed you both. Yes. Because I'm a feeder and I like it. <laughs> and she goes around, she hands out all the food, takes it to the Drizzle, and Drizzle's like, yeah, food, whatever. Morphico runs in, starts trying to eat it, and he's like, yeah, all right, enjoy yourself. <laughs> and you see the littlest of smiles, and it's like, oh, they're getting along. They
0: are. They are. Um, so the, um, <laughs> yeah, back, back to the Pokemon goes out to, to track down It's the Pidgeot. Yeah. Um, and more Pico follows and, um, they come across Team Rocket doing what they do of stealing Pokemon. So of course we've got everyone in one place. We've got Ash and Go, we've got Team Rocket, and now we've got the more, more Peko as well. And what is this fight? This fight is so weird because... We get Peck from Natu on the Cinderace, and I'm not quite sure what that animation was. Like, thinking back, it's uh, like... It it's just attacks its foot. foot and it goes, like, jolly. It's just really weird. I was like, okay, I don't
1: know. I, I I didn't know if it was into it. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I was like, is this... It was either like, oh, don't touch me, or it was like, oh, oh No, oh, I didn't know I'd like stop, that.
0: Stop, please, please, stop. It's like, you... Uh. Um, so, and... What I love about this is, uh, during the fight, Morpeko gets enraged and attacks. And it actually sends everyone away. It's, yeah. it's not just Team Rocket. Ash and Go blast off as, as well. And we get two catches. So Go finally catches the Pidgeot and Morpeko.
1: Pidgeotto. Pidgeot, and Pidgeotto. 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 Somebody's screaming at us oh, somewhere. Okay.
0: We've said Pidgeot this whole time. Pidgeotto. And Morpeko uh, tracks down Team Rocket. So it actually is back to Team Rocket. And let's James catchy so i was like okay right this is their new pokemon for this generation that we've gone on a story arc and more now understands team rocket and james understands more And and james lets more out and it hasn't changed his ways one <laughs> bit. Still, still angry still, still angry wants to eat. still angry so i i enjoyed this episode mainly because it's taken what was a pokemon that was just a recurring Gag Pokemon and giving a story to it.
1: Yeah, I think it needed it because yes. I don't think, compared to someone like Beware mm-hmm. from like Sun and Moon, I don't think Morpeko's that funny. Yeah, okay, I can I, I can understand I, I, that. I don't think the hijinks that is brought about from Morpeko is that funny compared to what we've had previously. Okay, and and to the point where it's been like. I'm actually starting to feel really sorry for Team Rocket and I kind of feel really uncomfortable as to what's happening here.
0: Yes. I can... Yes, I can understand that. I think... I think this needed to happen because, mm-hmm. like, say, the joke was starting to wear a little bit thin because there have been a couple of episodes now where it has been about Team Rocket struggling for food and Morpeko is the cause of that. So they needed to move past that, mainly because, A, it was disturbing, but, B like they can't keep repeating the same storylines otherwise it's going to get a little bit boring and repetitive um so I'm in I what I, I want to see more Peko and team rocket dynamic evolve from this that's mm-hmm. what I want to see I don't what I don't want is you know you come back in a couple of weeks time a couple of episodes time and it's still the same thing of, oh, we're really hungry for poke. We're really hungry for food. But whenever we get food, more Pekko just r- releases itself in the Pokeball. I don't want to see that. Like, what comes next after that is what I'm excited for. Yeah. Agreed. Should we move Decent on? Decent episode. Yes. Looking forward to what comes next. Agreed. Uh, so, up next, Leaping Toward the Dream. Now, this, this was coming, and I'm glad it's come sooner rather than later. Go is invited to take the test for Project you
1: now yeah and what i also love about this is or what he eventually finds out is the test for the test yeah the
0: test for the test really really bizarre like this like this is a kid why are you messing him around i i I guess is my
1: because he's just a kid would be my counter argument to that
0: it's like is this kid serious or yeah Yeah. all right Are,
1: are, are you actually decent yes or do you just happen to know professor oak yes that makes sense because he's already sent his grandson over mm-hmm. but he's proved his worth yes yes we don't know anything about you
0: mhm and not only do we get gary back we get antagonistic
1: gary but only to go only to go only to go i love this dynamic yes
0: i i, I this okay in my opinion this works where it didn't work with uh, is it kiawe in yes, so that one didn't work for me. Like, sorry, no, no. It, I'm explaining that wrong. That works as a one-off, but I don't think it would have worked as an ongoing thing.
1: No, but I think Go made it very clear early on that they had two very separate yes. outlooks on what it meant to be. Yes, with Pokemon. Yeah, whereas it's like, look, you 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 were on Ash's line, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas Gary has always well, at one point he was a trainer. The last couple of times we've seen him, he has been like, no, I'm doing research. I'm helping my granddad out. We're doing this, we're doing that. So it makes sense for him to come in as like, okay, you don't know what you want to do with Pokemon. I've done a lot with Pokemon, but I'm pretty good at everything I've done, whereas you're still quite new at this. I love it. I I, I think it works well for him. I think... Go is so passive that he needs a Gary.
0: I agree. Like, Gary is more... Go's rival at this point than he is Ash's rival. Well yeah, because um, Ash beat him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it makes sense from there, these two characters having similar goals in terms of research around Pokemon. So I'm absolutely mm-hmm. fine with Gary being antagonistic to Go. It may I think it makes sense. I hope they don't overdo it, and I hope there is character development between these two. And that is where you can pull in Ash from the, you know, Ash's experience with Gary and, you know, Go has to go to Ash in the future and, okay, right, I'm really struggling with this person. Like, what does he actually want? You know, what's he after? And Ash Ash can just explain, well, he's just trying to figure out if you are genuine in terms of what you are hoping to achieve. And it goes back to what, you know, Mewtwo challenged him on at the end of the last series where I, ca- I can't remember exactly but it was around like okay what you know knowing that you
1: show me if you truly yes. believe in these goals
0: yes and it's like okay right well let's let's build on that with with gary um so anyway let, let let's let's break down the episode so we're in Cino, um mount coronet and go's task is to catch an alolan um nine tails
1: an Alola Ninetales that was stolen by Pokemon hunters. Yes. From uh, Alola and brought over. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool story. It
0: is, yeah. And it, it it ties together quite nicely in terms of the reason it goes to Mount Coronet is it it reminds the Ninetales of um, I can't remember the mountain that it is from Lavenkeela? In... Maybe not. Oh I haven't got a clue. Um from the Alolan region, which is why it's up there. And what I like, one of the things I like during the battle is that it shows that Go is still learning because he asks what type is super effective against the Alolan Ninetales. And of course, Ash knows. Um, and Go even brings the right Pokemon, he brings the, the Scizor, which is frozen solid, um, which is where we get the reveal that they are saved by, is it Quillin? Yes. And even he's antagonistic as well, basically telling them to give up.
1: Like, yeah, give up. You suck. You failed already. You got caught in a blizzard, and you'd be dead without me. Yeah, I don't need you dragging me down on this eventual. Like, we find out he's part of Team Mew. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're all very antagonistic, yeah. aren't they? Like, it's not a good work culture. No, you've clearly got this one researcher at the top of it who's Mm -hmm. like, I've been searching for Mew forever, and Mew's got the DNA of all Pokemon, so to understand all Pokemon, I must find Mew. Mm -hmm. Which is obviously supposed to resonate with Go, and what he's been saying all the time about catching Pokemon helps him learn about them, Mm -hmm. and he wants Mm -hmm. to learn about every single Pokemon, and eventually end up with Mew. But yeah, the team sucks! Yeah, (laughs) They're the worst! (laughs) They're, they're
0: They're not a great team, like I could... Yeah, they, they are not nice people. I mean, Quillen does come around a little bit because it's obviously a like you say, it's a test for the test. So him and Gary being antagonistic is almost a is he just going to fall and falter and give up, or is he going to persevere and power through? And because that's the kind of person they want on this, th- these, this project. Like they don't want the people that are just going to give up at the first hurdle. They want the people that can power through. Don't get me wrong. I, I I do hate how anime tends to default to okay. If we're gonna to establish whether or not a character is going to power through, we're just gonna have someone just be an absolute a
1: hole to them. Like I I annoys yeah, me that just a turd is, bucket. It's gonna be yeah. the worst person possible. Yeah,
0: it annoys me that that is always like the default go to because there must be other ways that you can you can show it. Um. One of the, a couple of things actually I did like about this is that we get Reg Ice. Um is is, yes. up, is up there for whatever
1: reason, just just chilling out. Um And we know we're gonna see that again because Quillen turns around, he's like, go back to sleep. I'll be back for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> so, oh, okay. All
0: right, all right. So I've never actually heard it's crying the anime before, and that thing is disturbing. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like Okay. Um so um and we also get the first appearance of um, Arishifu in the anime as well.
1: Yes, because um, Quillen has Orishifu. Which completely... I was just like, Ooh. oh,
0: right. Okay. I, I wasn't expecting that. And like, how powerful is this, Monik? One shots the reg ice.
1: Like, yeah. it's just... I mean, to up. be fair, it's super effective. It is. But- it is. Yeah. It is.
0: Yeah. So laying the groundwork that this Pokemon is really powerful. I can't help but feel like... It, it seems weird that this trainer has this Pokemon because it almost seems like a Pokemon that Ash at some point has to fight. So okay. I just get... A, Interesting. It just seems... Like, if it had been most of a fighting Pokemon, I'd be like, right, okay, yeah, it's nice to have. But this almost feels like it's too powerful to just be a random addition in an episode that Ash doesn't eventually have to overcome.
1: It makes me wonder... Okay. To- Interesting, considering this is the episode we're talking about DLC, in that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. obviously Urshifu came out in the DLC, and we know that we got a bunch of Reggie's in the DLC. Yes, oh. both of which we kind of got introduced to. Is that what like Project New is leading towards? It's like Ash is going off to do the Pokemon League and the standard story, and Go is going off to do this. Like, oh, they even did Moltres, they he even did. did Moltres in the previous one. Oh yeah. There, so is that it? Is Go going off to investigate like the lore and the history that we saw in the DLC? Ooh. That's not a
0: bad shout, actually. Yeah. Oh, and it culminates with Project Mew, eventually leads to the 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 Reggies that were introduced in Gen Eight and the um, Galarian birds. Eventually,
1: yeah. I mean, consider the getup that they're wearing in this episode is very reminiscent of the stuff that uh peony mm. wears and yes. gives you while you're in the crown tundra
0: they're definitely taking inspiration if not laying down groundwork for okay we do want him to come across the galarian introduced pokemon but you don't want to throw all that out too early so how do you do yeah. that Well, you build the hype via the cantonian pokemon don't forget he's, he's also fought zapdos as well like oh yeah he has so and yeah Okay, maybe that is where this is is leading. Then, okay, um, because surely if you are, if you are going on Project Mew, there has to be the legendaries across the way. Like it's yeah, a mythical. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon. again,
1: Gary's test was to get a Moltres feather. Yes, it was. So that's that's why I was a little bit surprised at the start of this episode. It's like, oh, go retrieve a nine tails. I'm like, hang on, that seems a little bit basic. It doesn't does, it? doesn't it? it it it. And it was because it's again, as we keep saying. A test to see yes. whether he's worth testing.
0: Yeah, because you don't throw the newbie up against legendaries and mythicals if he can't handle regular Pokemon. We've seen how powerful legendary Pokemon are, to the point where, like, they haven't beaten any of them. They they lost a Mewtwo, they they failed to get Zapdos, they failed against the the Moltres. Um the Suicune they caught, but that was only because the situation was different they weren't trying to beat it they were trying to save it so they've they've, they've proven they that beat Eternitus. they they did but all right the doggos goes Eternitus. they <laughs> got they got out like that um so yeah so I okay I've suddenly gone from okay I'm interested in this project mew too I'm actually really excited to, because surely I, it'll be interesting to know the next time there's a project new episode is it is on the tail of a legendary? So I'm, I'm
1: looking forward to seeing if our pattern that we've seen holds true. Yep. Also, Alola Ninetales. Love Alola Ninetales. Great That's Pokemon. Beautiful. Like every time it's in an episode. Yes, absolutely beautiful.
0: Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Again, another, another
1: strong episode. Following by, followed by, everybody doing the underground shuffle. Yeah, so we're back to univer uh, I'm pronouncing
0: it correctly now, yes. I'm a Pokemon master. Um, so we're there to find a previously undiscovered Mon, um, only to find out there is no fourth evolution of the Clink
1: evolution line, which I thought was oh, brilliant. Oh, mate, do you know what? God. This This hurt me. Yes. The fact that they're like, oh, there's no such thing as Clink, 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 clang. <laughs> and do you know what? All I could sit there go- was going, yeah, but there is a Dun Dun Sparse, though. There is a t- yes, you're right oh my got you're right <laughs> like it was a joke <laughs> last year now it's
0: just real now it's real and like the fact that like there has never been a evolution line that has four pokemon following on from one another it's 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 it could have been a mega yes yeah true yeah okay right fair enough point proven um so anyway so the the pokemon isn't real um and the the, I'm yes. Now I remember this episode. They end up in a hole, basically. Evie and Grookey end up in a hole as the team Rocket and um, they're able to steal Evie using a smoke bomb. Yes, I remember this episode because I did enjoy. it Yeah, they end
1: up in a bunch of Durant holes. Yes, and everybody gets split up. Yes, and Evie ends up with Jesse and James Yes, which is adorable. Mouth and Chloe yes. end up together. And go with pikachu Ash and more peko which is more <laughs> uh, yes i and, enjoyed this episode i'm remembering it now and go and pikachu yes yes yeah interesting we get to... very interesting because again this
0: this could have been an episode that have just full of hijinks but it's not there's a lot of character interactions and development that you probably wouldn't expect so you've got Chloe actually caring for Meowth which takes Meowth by surprise because nobody nobody cares for it in the way that Chloe who has only met Meowth a handful of times and not in the best of circumstances is you know caring and in return Meowth saves Chloe you've got Jesse and James trying to persuade Evie to become evil, which is absolutely adorable. Like they even have that Evie doing backflips for the motto. Oh, it's so good! What I
1: love about, hey,
0: yes. What I love about it is they have their own introduction on their phone, so they've obviously filmed it
1: <laughs> to get it right. So where you the- don't get that level of choreography without watching yourself back and (laughs) seeing your flaws, honey. It doesn't work.
0: (laughs) I love it. You've got Grookey on its own who's able to escape quite sensibly and smartly by realizing there's wind coming from a tunnel. Um, Go and Pikachu end up battling against a seismitoad and like... Well, Pikachu ends up battling battling Go
1: is not listened.
0: No, which which makes sense. Like, Pikachu is A, an established fighter at this point, but also, like... He knows what Go's
1: about and Go ain't
0: him. <laughs> he's, no, Go's not
1: on his level. <laughs> exactly.
0: And what I like about this is because Go and Pikachu aren't in sync, it, it makes it clear why Pikachu and Ash do work, because they yes. are in sync. They have built this bond over seasons and seasons. And you can't just you can't just pick up a powerful Pokemon and be like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Like we're, we're in sync. We're gonna we're gonna win. So I I, I love that.
1: Um, there was an interesting line there, though, is that um, Go turns round and he's like, "Oh, why does it feel like you're? What is it?" He says, "He either says it feels like you're not considering me, or it feels like I'm playing second fiddle." Second, and then he fiddle looks at Pikachu right, yeah. and goes, "Oh yeah, no, that does make yes, sense. Yes,
0: of course he does. Like because, it, yeah. you,
1: because you're Ash is Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I'm always playing second fiddle to Ash, which which was an interesting thing to see. Like, oh, that's how you feel. Yeah." Okay, fair enough. Like,
0: like, like, yes, you would be second second fiddle in terms of competitive Pokemon battles. Like, there is no way Go is thinking he's you know anywhere near Ash's level in terms of that. But like, as we've seen throughout the series, that and, and the previous one, that Go Go isn't about the battling. That's not what Ash is to him. He's not a rival. He is a he is a friend first and foremost, and a research fellow and it was an interesting comment that because it feels like out of context it's very negative whereas i don't think that is what he was trying to i think he was that should have been more realization of oh pikachu's got this because i know how
1: competent no i don't think it was i think it was meant to be read that way even in context i think we're still seeing a lot of go just not understanding how to friend
0: yeah. Go not okay. understand. Okay.
1: And he he'll obviously learn this eventually. He'll learn to be a part of a team when he joins Project New. Mm. Like that that I think that has to be his story arc. Because I've said it over and over and over again. He's a terrible friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've seen we have seen elements of that. You're right.
1: But I just don't think he understands what friendship means. I mean, we did see his backstory and the fact that like he's been alone he forever. Does. Yeah. His parents were not around, so he's used to being left and maybe just assumes that people are going to leave him, so doesn't allow for attachments and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's, there's still room to grow Oh, there. yeah, definitely. I wanna...
0: Sort it out. Go, sort it out. Sort it out. <laughs> um, we also get another interaction where Meowth wants Chloe to catch him. Like that's oh, that's,
1: this is it's heartbreaking. Is, it starts well. It starts sweet it yes. gets a little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does it does a little bit. It, he does a, a straight up say, "I'm in love with you." Yeah,
0: it goes like the first. But the thing is, like, this is the probably the one of the first elements of nice interaction he's had from a human. Like the the like ninety nine percent of the interactions he has with humans are Jesse and James, who aren't the best role models, especially when it comes to love and affection for other people. And then Agreed. the remaining 1% is typically he's fighting off Ash and Go or whoever he, the, the, the friends are for this, the series. Like, he, he doesn't have a lot of, like, nobody has time for him. So the moment somebody gives him the time and sees him for who he is, like, is it any wonder he's, he, he starts to confuse these feelings with love, I guess?
1: Um, well, again, I, uh, I was gonna call him Mewtwo. I don't know why. <laughs> Meowth, since day one, has always been about like, I must earn approval. Yeah, he's yes, trying to earn yes. the approval of Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, he needs to, uh, he needs to throw that dirty little Persian to the curb and show him what a real cat is like. Um, and it is brought up, and it's like, why can you talk? Oh, there was a girl I liked, so I learned English to, to yes. or i learned to speak like a human to impress her and she didn't care he's always just yeah. wanted somebody and chloe just gives it to him just like you don't need to earn my approval you're you're a fellow being of course i respect you and want you to be okay <laughs> oh what a wonderful human being yeah, we love chloe we, we do there's an alternative Sta- i i stand chloe she's great yes there's there's an
0: alternative timeline somewhere where meowf is in chloe going on adventures and i wouldn't actually mind seeing (laughs) that like that is a nice little side quill because an evil eevee an evil oh my yes i would love that in the in the team rocket outfit from the let's go games like oh my god yes yes. please yes please um so of course the episode wraps up the team the teams come together and they reunite with who they need to reunite with. They um, they manage to escape from the Durant and Heatmores that are natural enemies, and all kicking off down in the in the tunnels. Um, and what's it, what's heartbreaking is Miaphes unable to bring itself to say it wants to be friends with Chloe. Like it does, it brings <gasps> itself to, but directs it at the wrong person. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I was like, no. The, 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 oh, that is... Unfortunately, this is one of those episodes where, like, I really enjoyed this episode. I love seeing the different dynamics. I love seeing some of this character development. But unfortunately, I just don't ever think Chloe and Meowth are going to have anything like this again. Like, it's back to the status quo next week.
1: It will be interesting, because, yes. like, they were never going to take Meowth away from Team no, Rocket. That no, just wasn't no. going to happen. But, it would be interesting seeing going forward... How Meowth behaves towards, like, how he behaves towards Go and Ash and Go Ash and Chloe.
0: Yes, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just,
1: I want to see it built on and not just forgotten. Agreed. I, yes,
0: I do, I do as well. I would, I would love to see that. Um, and the episode, of course, wraps up with everyone blasting off again because of Morpeko. There's a there's a recurring recurring theme here. Although, actually, I did I did yeah. Um, one one interaction that we didn't mention is the Ash and the Morpeko, and Ash basically just has a load of cookies that he's using to just lure the Pokemon along for as long as he can. Um, that was a nice little interaction as well because it's one of those things where I can see Ash and Morpeko working, like
1: in a similar. I mean, Ash Ash thinks with his stomach all the time. Yeah. He gets it.
0: But also, like Morpeko is like very early Pikachu that just is constantly shocking Ash. But then when when Ash needs it, it is there for him. Like I could yeah. I could see that working as well. So it was nice to get those two together. And anything else on this episode?
1: No, they no? were they were all pretty fun this week. They, actually,
0: they were really really good. Um, what do you fancy doing now?
1: I fancy uh, winning a game and getting three out of three. Three out of three? Okay. Well, good luck. I have three Pokemon (laughs) with three Pokedex entries each, but Connor,
0: can you spot the fake entry? So up first, we have Durant. Pokedex entry number one. Durant are rarely seen above ground. When its colony is threatened by Exodrill, they coordinate their defense by tapping their antennae again. No, their antennae together. Pokedex entry number two. With their large mandibles, these Pokemon can crunch their way through rock. They work together to protect their eggs from Sandaconda. And the third and final Pokédex entry. They attack in groups, covering themselves in steel armor to protect themselves from heat more. Okay, interesting. Um Can you read that last one for me kay. again? They attack in groups, covering themselves in steel
1: armor to protect themselves from heat more. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um Oh, that's really annoyed me. A, no, Durant is definitely in Sword and Shield, so that's fine. Um, I feel like this is a trick. I yeah. feel like it's the third one. And I'll tell you I'll okay, take my yeah, reasoning, because obviously obviously, it's Heatmore and Durant. They're, they're the sworn enemies. Yes. yes. You would expect all the Pokédex entries about be about those two. To the point where you read the Excadrill one, I was like, no, you wouldn't bring that up. But then again, Excadrill, why would you mention Excadrill because Extragrid was from the same region, and in that region, it's always Heatmore. But that Heatmore one was really small. Mm, but then again, you'd pick the small one because it sounds weird because it's small, and you'd never write one that small. But the steel armor wouldn't defend from Heatmore because it's fire type. The Heatmore developed the fire tongue specifically because it eats Durant, which means it developed to sort of eat Durant, not the other way around. So that's wrong. So I'm gonna go with the third one ready for you to tell me it's the first one. Yes, <laughs> it's, ah!
0: the th- it's the first one. So um th- so pretty much you're right. Ev- pretty much every single Pokedex entry mentions Heatmore. There is, I think, one that mentions Sandaconda. So it was an easy one from there to go, okay, Heatmore, Sandaconda. I need to come up with a third Pokemon. And you're right, I picked picked Exadrill because it's it was introduced in the same generation and the same region. Yeah. Which um, which
1: they'd have never talked about. It makes sense for them to mention Sandakona because yeah. there's Durant and yeah. Galar, but there's no Heatmore. Yeah.
0: So there you go. So I'm, I'm 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 really happy with myself there. And so the second Pokemon this week is Heatmore. So Pokedex entry number one. Using their very hot flame covered tongues, they burn through Durant's steel bodies and consume their insides. Pokedex entry number two. I've read that one. Okay. There's a hole in its tail that allows it to draw in the air it needs to keep its fire burning. If the hole gets blocked, this Pokemon will fall ill. And the third and final Pokedex entry. Heatmore often travel in packs of three to four as a result of Durant becoming more aggressive as they near extinction.
1: I'm gonna go with that third one because I'm not sure if... ah, I'm not sure how much you know about Heatmore and... It wasn't until you mentioned it. I'm like, oh yeah, it does have like an exhaust pipe tail. Mm-hmm. That's not something I'd have thought of. I may mm-hmm. not have written about it. So I'm gonna go with the third one. You're right. Well done. Well done. Okay. Well done. Yeah. The 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 first one. How, when have you read that? Just uh, I, when I was researching at uh, some point. Okay. Uh, Durant and Heatmore being sworn enemies. Okay. This is what I do. Yeah. I, I, I like this <laughs> yes, stuff. Yes. I find it interesting. The, I, the... It's like, did you know that Zangoose has uh, its normal ability is... So Zangoose and Surviper yes. are sworn enemies. They're like one of the first mm-hmm. sworn enemies we got. Its normal ability is that it's immune to poison. Oh. Which makes sense. Yes, sworn enemy yes. is Survivor. Yeah. However, its, its hidden ability is that it gets powered up when it's poisoned.
0: Oh, wow. I because it just
1: like, it's like, yeah, I'll take your damage. and It'll just make me more angry. <laughs> yeah, I love
0: that. I love that. I put the first one in, uh, hoping it might trick, trick, uh, you know, trick you where it says consume their insides, because that is pretty dark stuff for, for Pokemon. Um, you know, the occasional Pokedex entry is quite dark, uh, but well done. So you have one out of two so far. So the third and final Pokemon this week is Meowth. Pokedex entry number one. All it does is sleep during the daytime. At night, it patrols its territory with eyes aglow.
1: Hang on. Question. Go on. Which Meowth? So these are all (laughs) the the Cantonian
0: versions of Meowth. Okay, they are all Cantonian. They are all all Cantonian, yes. Number two. It loves shiny things. It's often fights with Murkrow over prey they're both trying to catch. And the third and final Pokédex entry, a common sight in the wild. Meowth relies on its fangs when hunting prey as it doesn't have claws.
1: Ah, oh, see, we both know it has claws. We both know it has claws. Mm, does it have, mm, or is it just a move? Is it the move that gives it claws? Mm, I feel like there's no way you wrote that. I feel like there's no way you wrote that. Unless it's a double, double, double bluff. <laughs> <laughs> have we reached the double double blow double blow? My stage? gymnastics here are brilliant. <laughs> um I really like the murkrow one, so I don't want that to be fake, because that's a really cool line. But I also feel like it's something you would write. I'm gonna go with the second one. It's the third one. It's the third one! You <laughs> you double-double-double bluff like, me. <laughs> like honestly,
0: like the fact that it like it has a claw, it doesn't have claws. I was like, that is so like, out there <laughs> that it almost, like, surely you'd be thinking... I'm like,
1: the only time we ever see it attack in the anime is with its claws! Exactly!
0: I thought you'd think, wait, maybe it's only an anime thing, or, like, it's obviously that false that... It can't be false. Like yeah, it's the that was exactly order. where I was at. Okay, I'm, I'm glad that worked. I'm, I'm glad so that upset. So
1: this <laughs> We've reached this level. We have. It has begun. <laughs>
0: so we uh, so this week you got one out of three. But I'm very happy with the two that I managed to trick you up on. So I'm I'm, I'm very happy with that one. Very happy. And it has been good to do these again after having to miss them for A couple of the episodes where we've been doing reviews so it's great to great to do that um and we have successfully made another two hour podcast we have yay (laughs) so on to (laughs) on to comments and questions um so one question this week from youtube courtesy of tony um i might butcher this name what are your thoughts about miss rayfort Rifle,
1: Rifle? something like that One of the above So The history teacher
0: The history teacher in Generation
1: 9 I know nothing about this person What are your thoughts? You you know nothing about her So, long story short, spoilers ahead She teaches history Um, The history classes are fascinating Um, But she also has a side quest Where she talks you through The lore behind the uh, Legends the, The legendary trio Slash quartet in this game, um, which are the treasures of ruin, which were bought over by what we assume to be a Chinese region, uh, taken in by a Paldean king who like sh- threw money at them. And then they brought the entire Paldean empire down to ruins and killed everybody. It's great. I love it. Uh, even to the point of like there's a little lava fish um, up in the north that you can get. And then you see all those obsidian. Spikes mm-hmm. coming out the ground, mm-hmm. probably down to the lava fish. Down to the so that the,
0: I think I've seen the lava fish in raids. I'm pretty sure I have.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of the legendaries. One of the leg, one of the treasures of room. It's that goldfish. It's likely it's... it's like a goldfish. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, okay, oh, I've seen that one. Yeah.
1: So it's likely that the obsidian pikes are there because of that Pokemon. So very very cool. My thoughts on her. Um, I was hoping for more. Because, again, she introduces you to the entire history of Paldea, from all the way from, like, the Paldean kings and emperors, uh, the wars in the history, the research done in Area Zero from, like, 200 years ago with Heath and all that, and then she talks about the professor, like, the real professor, not the AI one, and tells you that Clavel was actually working on terrestrialization, or was rumored to be as well lots of really interesting information. And then you do her side quest, and she leads you to go and look for the spikes and dig those up and get hold of the legendaries and stuff like that. And then as you show each one to her, she gives you more information about them, and it's really cool, and she seems like the sort of person who's like so invested in this stuff and would do anything to get it, and then says to you at the end, if you ever get bored of them, I'll take them off your hands. <laughs>
0: wow. Oh, that is—that's it. That's a shame. She
1: never fights you, right? It, 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 I, I genuinely thought it was leading up to a point of like, I'm going to fight you to take these off you now yeah. because you're just a child. You don't deserve them. Sure, you found them. Sure, you tracked them down, but they belong with me because, of course, they do. Because I'm, I'm, I'm the history buff here. I understand them. I'm going to research them further. No, just oh, if you ever get bored with them, I'll, I'll take them off your hands. Oh, that's a shame. And th- this is one of those
0: teachers that like should be out and about like you should see them outside of ruins in yeah in the in the area and she explains the history behind things and like helps you to build that connection with
1: the the area uh and the No nope, she just stands in the entrance hall and that's it.
0: Oh that's a shame. And
1: her stupid hair flick really winds me up. Oh see well I I'm So right so so, so okay. part of her hair glitches. Oh no! Right, what? it's the same part of hair, and it just like jiggles. Oh, that's right. Well, it just jiggles <laughs> just over and over again. It just jiggles oh, over and over again. What? It's really irritating. Oh
0: no! Right, and okay. I'm sat
1: here trying to get invested in lore, and I've just got this hair just wiggling out the side of my eye. I'm like, stop it! Stop it! Now what are you
0: doing? Okay, I'm looking forward to finally bumping into this the, these teachers um, when when I'm playing this game now. I'm really looking forward to it. Go to school. I'm. I will go Do to your school. lessons. I I promise I will. If you've got comments or questions, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com or by leaving it on our Discord channel. What have you got coming up this week?
1: Uh, This week, not much. I think it's next week that I've got videos coming out, um, which will be... Oh, wait. I forget what day these episodes Mm -hmm. come out. Mm -hmm. Roughly sometime between this episode and the next one, hopefully... I will have done a video about the history of Pokeballs and why, which came first, Pokeballs or Pokemon that look like Pokeballs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, I'm
0: looking forward to that because I've seen it, uh, funnily enough, I've seen a comment about that. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'll be interested to know your stance on it. Um, there you go. In terms of what I've coming up, I am still pulling together the script for my latest challenge video. Um, It's like, did you complete it? I don't want to... I, know, I, I don't want
1: to know if you beat it. Okay. I want to know if you've I, completed I've it. I've completed
0: it. So I've okay. completed it. All the recordings are done. I'm halfway through the script. I'm really trying to trim it down. And it's difficult because, like, it's not like a usual game where there's typically eight gym fights, a handful of other things, and then the Elite Four. Like, there's... there's the. the <laughs> there's so much in this game for a challenge video i'm glad i've done it i've really enjoyed it but geez like we're not doing that one again no it's it's i'm looking forward to putting this one out though so i'm halfway through uh scripting on that ideally i want to get it uh recorded next week and i want to get it out this month like i have to get it out this month um and then to be quite honest with you, I do want to do more challenge videos on that game, but probably not with a solo Pokemon because they are very, very time consuming and they, you pull your hair out. Um, <laughs> that's the show for this week. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Captain Fidget. I'm Ben, and you can find me as Professor Hohen Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hohen on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Golden World Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden World Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast content. See ya!